Welcome to the Out of Bounds Podcast. Thank you for listening. Just a few announcements. If you haven't listened to my other podcast, the Random Thoughts Podcast, we just released the episode on Fruitville Station. It's part one of our part of our three-part series about Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Coogler, and we go through the first movie, Fruitville Station, which is based on the life and death of Oscar Grant, who was shot by a BART Station police officer back in the Bay Area. It was first released in 2013. It's an amazing movie. If you haven't seen the movie, you can still listen to my podcast. It's really relatable to today in society. And like I said, it's part one. Part two is going to be Creed, and it's gonna, we're going to be recording it this weekend. So please listen to part one. And if you haven't yet, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and on SoundCloud. Amazing day right now. So let's cue the music, and let's start it up. Welcome to the Out of Bounds Podcast. What a crazy day. What a crazy day. I'm sitting down. I get a, a notification on my phone. Christos Porzingis wants to leave New York. Finally. Teams interested on it. Raptors and, of course, the Spurs, among others. I'm super excited. The Spurs have been vocal about wanting Porzingis. 20 minutes later, they already have a deal with Dallas, man. Part of me is super annoyed because Dallas is a rival of the San Antonio Spurs. But, like, it's so hard to hate that team when they have two of my favorite players. Like, since before last year's draft, I've been begging for Kawhi to, like, just wanted to go to Dallas so we could get that pick because I really wanted um, Luka Doncic. That dude is probably the best player that we've seen in the last five years come out of that draft. And now they have Kristaps that if hopefully is healthy, you know, rooting for the guy. You never want to root for a guy not to be healthy. That is going to be a deadly combo. Probably the deadliest European combo we'll ever see together. And I saw someone on Twitter say this is going to be the deadliest white player, white people combo we've ever seen in basketball. And oh my God, I like, I don't know where to start. I'm so like, I'm, I'm not excited, but there's just so many thoughts going throughout my head. And like, let me, let me go through through the trade. Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted basically, um, the Knicks have agreed to make a trade with Dallas in which the Knicks are going to trade Christos Porzingis, Courtney Lee, and Tim Hardaway Jr. for Wesley Matthews, Dennis Smith Jr., and DeAndre Jordan. So basically, Dallas just got Christos Porzingis, one of the most amazing players of healthy in the league, an all-star. And they got Tim Hardaway Jr., who is having a bad year, field goal percentage, shooting 38, but he's still scoring 19 points, shooting 30, 35% from three, and 85% from free throw. You know, in, this, in the Knicks team, he's a starter. He's the go-to guy when it comes to scoring. But now he can come off the bench. He can also start with Luka. He's not going to be the number one option. So he's going to be way more efficient because he's going to be able to find so much open looks. This has been a player that a lot of people have been talking about making a trade for because it's a great asset off the bench or just a great shooter to have in your team. You have Courtney Lee, who historically has been a great shooter from three. So you're adding shooters around Luka Doncic, and you get Kristoff. All you traded was DeAndre Jordan, who had a one-year contract, who is probably going to leave, especially New York. So New York, you got half a year of DeAndre. You got Dennis Smith Jr., who two weeks ago, Dallas tried to trade, and no one wanted him. Teams like Phoenix, who doesn't have a point guard, nothing. Wizards, who should... At least try to have a conversation about trading players. 
Nothing. Like, Orlando Magic, who needs a point guard. Nothing. No one wanted Denny Smith Jr. And honestly, I'm not trying to hate on the guy. The player is still young. He has amazing athleticism. Has some issues when it comes to... So, rumors is that he didn't like to be the second... Uh, second fiddle uh, next to Luka Doncic like even though he had one more year of experience Luka has been way better than him and he didn't like that and I think he hated the part that he wasn't the focus of the team so he has a lot of ego issues to be honest but maybe he becomes a good player I don't know I don't think so like I, you know I, that's the only asset you got out of all of this and no one wanted him two weeks ago and you got Wesley Matthews which is a great chance he might not even be in the league next year. It's the skeleton of him. Like, since that injury, since the Achilles injury he had, he's never been the same player. That's had been a terrible contract for the Dallas Mavericks. You know, they got rid of that. And what did the Knicks gain from this? Oh, my God. There's so many crazy Knicks fans, like, defending this. Just saying, you know, like, this is the first time the Knicks haven't been in a winning mentality and they're actually willing to start from the beginning i'm like the knicks haven't been a winning team since like 2013 they've been tanking for years now this team is so bad you traded your best the best player you have drafted since 2005 literally christos Porzingis was drafted in 2013 they haven't drafted a player like that since 2005 i forgot who it is like other players they got between that era that were like okay were Danilo Gallinari, who was not even the team. It's a with the Knicks was a terrible experience. He's a lot of injuries, and Iman Shumpert, who you know had some decent years as the Knicks, but is nothing compared to Christoph. I actually can't remember who it was in 2005 they drafted, but I looked it up because that was like the first question I had. So in 14 years, you haven't had a player like Christoph Porzingis. And of course you ruined that. You've had six years. This is the same conversation all like New Orleans fans, all Pelicans fans who are mad need to really realize your team has done a terrible job to put assets around this guy. Same with Anthony Davis. Like the Pelicans have seven years to have like a, a, they haven't even been able to put a second all-star to this guy. The best player they've been able to put next to him was Boogie. Who they really ruined that after the injury. They didn't even offer him a contract. Let them go for $5 million to Golden State. And, and a holiday, their point guard, who is like, you know, a good point guard, great defensively, decent scorer off the ball. But like that team has been such an embarrassment when it comes to the New Orleans Pelicans. And it's the same thing for the Knicks. Like, of course, Christoph Porzingis has wanted to leave, you know. I understand if you're concerned about his injuries. I understand if you don't think maybe he's going to be the same player. He has a lot of injuries. He's over seven feet tall. Players who have foot injuries, knit injuries at that height is a really scary situation. But at the same time, reports came out 30, like 30 minutes before the trade that Kristaps wanted to leave New York. And you just took that trade. Like, like the Spurs wanted him. And, you know, of course I want him to go there. I'm pretty confident they would have been able to give you better players. Like, you're losing Wesley Matthews. Like, like I guess it's a salary dump. You know, you're going to have some cap space. But why would Kevin Durant, why would any free agent, like, would, I've seen so many on Twitter, these crazy Knicks fans be like, well, it's New York. People want to come here. Dude, that's like, since when? Teams don't want to go there if you don't have any assets and you have no assets. Frank Nicotine, you literally... So people have been complaining that they didn't draft 
Dennis Smith Jr. and instead they drafted Frank Nicotine. They're complaining that they didn't, and now you're basically saying, screw Frank Nicotine. We have Dennis Smith. That was a guy that we should have drafted from the beginning. Those are two point guards no one wants. No, that's probably the one of the least attractive, you know, front court or front court, back court. I kind of forget now. That I'm just saying, like, are you gonna both start him? Like, I don't. What is the idea? What are you trying to do here? Dennis Smith, like, hopefully can you know score some points, revive his career. He's gonna be the focus of that team coming on, and maybe he becomes a trade asset. But I don't understand what the Knicks are doing. Like, I, these fans are just so wild. I don't, I don't understand why you are so excited about this. You did a hu- a horrible mis- mistake, in my opinion. Like, you know, the Pelicans. Anthony Davis wanted to leave two days ago, three days ago, and they're still waiting. And I think they should actually have conversations. Like the Lakers have made five off five different offers, and they're waiting on a call. The the Knicks just took whatever was given to them. It's oh my god, it was just not even that good. And I get it. Maybe you are not gonna get as much because he still you know had is recovering from his ACL. It's probably not gonna play this year. But when a team like the Spurs and the Raptors are wanting to trade for Persingas. They have better assets than Dallas really did. Like, the Spurs had Lonnie Walker, DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Brian Forbes. All of those players, especially Lonnie Walker and DeJounte Murray, better assets than Dennis Smith Jr. Derek White, Brian Forbes are actually showing they can play in the NBA. They're young. They're in, a, in $1 million contracts. You can you could probably re-sign them for the cheap. Like there were actually good assets to have in the team. And you got Wesley Matthews, DeAndre Jordan, both players who are not gonna be in that team, and Dennis Smith Jr., who I repeat, no one wanted to trade for that guy two weeks ago. Phoenix Suns have needed a point guard all year long. They were like, nah, not interested. Orlando Magic has needed a point guard and are trying to make the playoffs for the first time since like 2012, I think, 2013. And they were like, nah, fam, I don't want Dennis Smith Jr. The Raptors have Pascal Siakam, OG Anunobi, Fred Van Vliet. Any of those players are better assets than Porzingis. So I don't understand why he did this. I actually, you know, I made some... I went to NBA trade machine because Anthony Davis came that he wanted to leave. I actually thought, especially, you know, the rumor is that, excuse me, that New Orleans is going to want to wait till the summer to wait for the Celtics offer because it's probably going to be one of the best offers. But I personally thought if the Knicks, for some reason, got the first pick in the draft, they probably have the best because you would be able to offer the first pick. Christos Porzingis, Emmanuel Moutier, Frank Nicotine, and Team Hard, and Kevin Knox. Like, just that pick alone, the first pick in the draft, would have probably given you Anthony Davis. And if you're a Knicks fan and you believe, you know, anyone wants to play in New York, that would have probably given you Kevin Durant and giving you a chance. No, sorry. That would have given you Anthony Davis for a year and a chance to actually sign Kevin Durant. Like, that's the, like, I don't understand the people thinking, oh, Kevin Durant has a chance of coming here. Dude, how long have the players have been rumored to go to the Knicks? Like, LeBron denied going to the Knicks for four years. Like, three times he was a free agent. He was like, nah, fam. Like, how? tell me when was the last time you signed an All-Star? You know when was the last time the New York Knicks signed an All-Star? They actually signed two. 
and there were Derrick Rose, <laughs> and uh, I actually just forgot his, this guy, and Jock, Jock, Joachim Noah. Those were the biggest all-stars you've signed in the last six years. So I don't understand now that you have a worse team, have basically no assets, and honestly, first of all, you know, they're trying to get the first pick in the draft for Zion Williamson, which is understandable. The NBA draft lottery changed these rules, so the percentage went down. Honestly, the ones who have the best chance are the top low, three lower teams. But now you have DeAndre Jordan, who's playing like an all-star, who is having the best year when it comes to field throw percentage. And Dennis Smith Jr., who's been wanting to prove himself for the last half of the season. They're not going to tank. They don't want to lose. They want to prove themselves in the league. You know, DeAndre Jordan has been an all-star. Like He's like, I'm, he doesn't want to lose. He wants to win. And Dennis Smith Jr. has been trying to prove himself for a while, hasn't had the opportunity to have the ball as much. Like He's going to want to go hard. And, you know, you're going to get excited. You're going to say Dennis Smith Jr. is here. Like, it's over. It's, this guy's going to be an all-star. Like, I don't... Like, he might go great, but there's so many players that do good and terrible teams. Like, they might be, like, decent at best. I don't understand what the Knicks are doing. I don't even know how else to react I love just, just honestly, just look up the Knicks and you'll find so many random people playing to each other, defending each other. That's literally like, you know, when you, it's like a group of guys, like literally, a, it's, and it's all guys, actually, it makes kind of sense. Uh, it's kind of funny because that's what I've seen, at least for now. There's probably, you know, there's a lot of women that love basketball, but it's like a group of men that are at the bar. And one of the guys is like, you know what? I'm going to go and try to hit on this girl. I bet I'm going to be able to, you know, hit her up. She try, He tries goes to the girl and the girl's like, uh, I'm not interested at all. Actually, everything I'm seeing from you, I don't like and I'm just going to go away. And that dude go back to his group of guys and they're like, oh, yeah, dude, she was she was terrible, bro. Like. You know, you were good, bro. She's just she's just crazy. She's a slut, dude. She's wrong, bro. Like, she's stupid for leaving you. And to think about it, you're probably, like, not doing anything with your life. Probably just sitting at home. Have have probably no game. And, the, you know, every, your history just shows that you're just terrible at building relationships. And this is the point. Like, this is what Anthony Davis and Chris Porzingis have been showing this week is that one, the Pelicans have been able, have been terrible at being able to improve this relationship. Anthony Davis for six years hasn't complained about the team, has just wanted to win, and you have given him nothing, nothing in seven years. Same thing with Christopher Porzingis. He's been able, you booed him when you drafted him. You booed him, and he still embraced you. But he got tired of losing. He's not allowed to lose. He's a competitor. He doesn't like this Knicks culture. The Knicks culture is a losing culture. Knicks fans, the Knicks are the definition of dysfunctional. They are terrible. They are nothing to be proud of. And honestly, like, this is what fans, it kind of annoys me, but it's so funny, man, when these when a team does wrong to your, t- like when when the organization, your general manager, your president, your owner, does does wrong things to your team, instead of finding excuses for it, you should be like going for their heads. If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna like want them to be reliable, I don't, like I don't even know how to express myself. If if you don't hold them accountable, th- that's what I'm. Gonna, if you don't hold them accountable. Who is going to hold your team accountable? 
if you're on, like, if I'm a team, if I'm a president, if I'm James Dolan, and I'm a terrible owner, everybody from the league knows it. There's, that's the reason why stars don't want to come, because I'm James Dolan, and I suck as an owner, and I'm too influential for this team. And my own fans are just making excuses for me? Why would I, why would I do anything else? Like, your team has been so bad, so bad for years. And you still buy tickets, which I understand, you know, you want to support your team. But it gets to a point, we're just going to have to be like, you know what? We're going to hold you up reliable. This is terrible. You need to like, I know James Dolan has recently said, but you, especially your general manager, like, what is he doing, man? You need to be pissed. You need to be screaming for their heads for them to be fired. You need to be like, it's embarrassing when you see these teams doing terrible jobs to their future assets, to their fans. But it's just embarrassing to see their own fans just make excuses for them. It really is. It's hilarious at the same time. You know, that's why not I'm next. It's funny because I have my coworker, Najee, who was here a couple weeks ago. Huge Nick fan. And I go to him today. You know, I'm like, when are you going to come to the podcast? You got a new work schedule, whatever. And he's like, oh, I haven't told you. And I was like, what? I'm not a Knicks fan anymore. And honestly, he's a Nets fan now. I don't know. Why wouldn't he do that? Like, that team has done nothing for him in 20 years. More than 20. That team hasn't done anything for him in 30 years. Like, why would he stay a fan if this team, if this owner, if this president, if this general manager doesn't, good do, doesn't do good to their fans? Why would you stay and support a terrible owner, a terrible team? Like, I understand supporting the players, but you need to hold your, your organization accountable. You know, and people probably might hate on him or whatever. At least he's still rooting for a team in his city. Even the Nets. The Nets. The Nets were the laughing stock of the league two, three years ago. People thought they were, like, Knicks fans were like, at least we're not the Nets. I bet you wish you were the Nets. The Nets have way better assets than you do. And going to make the playoffs with three young players. Like, what are you, they traded Cal Kuzma. For D'Angelo Russell and Kyle Kuzma, I'm I'm a big admirer of him. I like him. I like his game. He's a scorer, but that's all he does. He's not great at defense. He's slow. Like this is probably the best of Kyle Kuzma we're ever gonna see. And you got an All Star for it. That's all you traded. You got an All Star. You know you had to take Timothy Mosgo, but they even move on from that. They were able to trade that away. They got an All Star for the 27th pick in the draft. You just traded what everybody would say is a top three pick. In the 2013 draft, for D for Dennis Smith Jr. that no one wanted in this league, that's just embarrassing. It really is. You know, I want to have faith in the in the Pelicans, but reports are that Anthony Davis is just telling everyone, especially his agent, doesn't matter where I go, doesn't matter at all. I'm gonna sign with the Lakers, and honestly, we can see. I don't know. There's one trade I think that he would be able not to say no to and like not stay in that team. But God, Knicks fans, you guys are terrible. The Knicks, you're terrible. James Dolan, you're terrible. And if you're a Knicks fan and you hate this move, you know what? You're being real. You're being real if you hate this move. You're being truth to yourself that this team has done nothing for you in 19 years. 25 years this team has done nothing for you. You're being honest to yourself. And if you're defending this move, 
If you're like, we're going to rebuild and we have all this cap space to sign free agents, you're an idiot. You're just making excuses for your team. And you're the reason. You're another reason why your team is bad because you're letting your owner, you're letting your general manager, you're letting your president get away with it. And you're just making excuses for them. As a fan, when Pop does something wrong, when the Spurs does something wrong, you can ask anyone that knows me. I've hated the Pau Gasol signing. I've never liked it. The first year, like the first time they signed it, I was pretty disappointed. I didn't like it at all. And recently, the last one that they did, when they extended him, I was even more mad. I'm never going to defend that move. I've been wanting them to move on from that contract. It's a bad contract. Pau Gasol is going to be a Hall of Famer. You already know. He really is going to be a basketball Hall of Famer. And it's it's not that I hate the dude. He's actually a great player. I just wish I had him when he was younger for not $16 million a year. He's coming out of the bench for $16 million a year and he's not doing anything for my team. So it's a terrible contract. It's never excusable. I'm never going to be able to defend that. I never will. I hate that move. And that's when you're honest. And that's when you're honest to your team. Popovich, they just beat the Phoenix Suns. Their buzzer beater was trending all over social media. What did Pop say? That was embarrassing. The fact that we were close to losing to the Phoenix Suns, that was embarrassing. That's what Pop said. He was not happy about that win. Why would you be happy about that? Because you would just make making excuses for yourself. Now, a win is a win. But that game was terrible. Like, our team was just playing so bad. You can't make excuses for that. We got lucky. We got away. It was a steal. That's what they said. We robbed the Phoenix Suns from a win. We got super lucky. You don't make excuses for bad moves. You held your team and your players and your organization and anyone around you who does a bad decision, true friends. If a friend of yours does a terrible decision, you have their back. You have their back. But you don't lie to them. You don't, If your friend is, is, has an amazing job but just hates working overtime... Or just making excuses, showing up late and gets fired. You need to tell him, like, he needs to wake up. There's a point where you tell your friend, you need to wake up. You need to change. I love you to death, but you're messing up your life. Like, if you have a friend who's messing up their life, there's a point where you're going to have to tell him what he does wrong and what he needs to change. And there's a way to going at it. But you don't make excuses for it. You support him, you have their back, and you help them improve as a man or as a woman. If you truly care about someone or something like a team, you held them accountable because you care about them. You help them through the struggles, but you have to be real. If you're not real, if you're delusional, what is the point about of being loyal? If you're just being delusional, there's no point of being loyal at all. Honestly, I'm going on a rant. I don't really care because I'm not a Knicks fan. I'm kind of disappointed. I want Porzingis to go to the Spurs. If there's anywhere he can actually succeed, I think it's that team. I think the team believes in him besides the injury. The team has been vocal that he wants him. Porzingis, I doubt you ever listen to this. But if you want a team that believes in you, that has a winning culture, that is responsible with their moves, you will go to the Spurs. That's the thing. My team has had a winning record for 19 straight years. Nine straight years and it's because there's no bs when it comes to playing for the spurs no bs at all you're held accountable you play for the team egos are you don't bring your ego to the team 
You're playing for a reason. You're playing to win. You're playing for a trophy. You're playing for your legacy. The Knicks, players that go there, they're playing for the camera shots. They're playing for the tweets. They're playing to revive their career. Think about it. Derek Rose and Joakim Noah were your best free agent signs in the last six years. And that is not this year, Derek Rose. It is not this year's Derek Rose. It was a shell of himself. It was embarrassing. And the moment they signed him, they were like, here we go. The Knicks are going to win. It's it's like, I would love, I, I have this one guy who's defending him. The one that called me out a while ago. I tweeted at him because honestly, this just made me laugh and think about him. He's still defending him. This dude compared Giannis Antetokounmpo to Frank, Nic- Frank Nicotine. That's the definition of delusional Knicks fans. It's hilarious to watch. I don't know how long I've been rambling for. Part of me feels like I should go a little bit more. But for now, I think I'm going to stop. Christos Porzingis, when he comes back next year, you know, I think it's going to be deadly him and Donkic. They played in Europe together against each other. They've known of each other for a while. If they get along, this is a scary combination. I think the Dallas Mavericks are so lucky, dude. So lucky that Sacramento made the mistake of not picking Luka Doncic. I forgot who had the second pick in the draft. They got lucky that that team didn't pick him. They got lucky that Atlanta traded Luka Doncic for Trey Young, who is shooting worse from three than Luka. Dude, what is going on? How lucky are you? You got rid of your worst contract on Wesley Matthews and got Christoph Porzingis. You got someone that you're t- that as a team you gave up. You gave up on Dennis Smith Jr. Since last year, you gave up on that dude. Well, since Luka came to the team. It is obvious. It has been obvious for everyone in the NBA. You gave up on him. So you didn't even believe in him. You tried to get rid of him two weeks ago and no one would take him. And you got Christophs from it. How lucky is this team, man? You better not ruin it. Like, I don't like the Dallas. I hope. I hope. <laughs> I hope they keep them too. I hope they stay healthy. And I hope they decide to leave eventually. I hope they pull a Knicks. I hope they ruin it. And Knicks fans, if you get the first pick in the draft, you're going to get signed Williamson. No one's going to sign with you. Because why would Kevin Durant go there? Why would Anthony Davis go there? Why would Clay Thompson's go there? You want Jimmy Butler? Go ahead, Jimmy Butler. We've seen what he's done when he's the number one guy in the team. We saw the Chicago Bulls. Okay, there's no impact there. He's a third best player at best. Everyone knows that he should take a third role. He might not even stay with Philadelphia. Philadelphia might not even keep him because they might not even like him. He's a cancer to a lot of teams. He has an ego. If you want him, good luck. Like I'll be your star for the next six years, and I might be the, you might be the seventh seed, sixth seed, and second round second round player team for the next 10 years and do nothing honestly like if you get Zion Williamson that kid's career I would I would if possible if I was Zion and I got drafted by the Knicks I'd be like can I go to college for another year I don't want to go to this team I'd go to China I would go to the G League to not go to the Knicks like god this I can't believe that Knicks are just such an idiot team and like it's not even the fact that they didn't like send him to the Spurs it's just like 20 minutes. It took 20 minutes to get rid of the best player they've had, you know, besides Carmelo and Anthony in 19 years. Christoph Porzingis, besides Carmelo, 
in 19 years has been the best player they've ever had. And they traded them in 20 minutes for the first offer that wasn't even that great. Uh, Woj also tweeted that, you know, Porzingis, who becomes a restricted free agent this summer, has yet to make a decision on the future with Dallas. Which makes me a little bit happy, to be honest. Like, you don't want to stay there. The Spurs have been open. They want you. And if I can sign you, not trade anything for you. I would be, he retweeted that maybe DeAndre Jordan and Wes Matthews are two potential buyout players. <laughs> like, what? Why would you? Oh, my God. This is just unbelievable, man. He was just such a huge asset for you. And even Tim Hardaway Jr. I bet teams would have actually made offers for him. God, that was so bad, man. I'm going to move on. I'm done. Knicks are terrible. So I, I had like potential Anthony Davis trades. And like I said, I thought Knicks could have been the number one team for that, for Anthony Davis if they got the first pick in the draft. But it doesn't even matter anymore because they just traded all their assets. Now, the Lakers have been open about making offers. This is um, the trade that I was able to do, which I think is pretty reasonable. Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh, Josh, Josh Hart. Or Subic, their center, or Kuzma. One of you can trade them to four players, four, and all the all the draft picks they want, all of them, three draft picks or whatever, for Anthony Davis and Darius Miller. That's the best offer the Lakers can really offer them. I don't really, I don't really see how that's really gonna work. Um, the Celtics can offer Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum for AD and all their draft. They have three first-round picks this year. You know, they're protected, but they're probably going to get at least two out of them. So that seems to be... Now, Now this, for me, is the sleeper. For me, like, even if, if he says whatever he wants about joining the Lakers, I don't know how Anthony Davis leaves this team. If the Raptors... Raptors the Toronto Raptors make an offer for Pascal Siakam, OG Anunobi, who have been incredible off the bench. They're young. They have huge potential. Fred Van Vliet, all young players, three young players, good players who play important minutes in the playoffs already. And Jonas Valanciunas, who was an all-star, has two years in a contract for Anthony Davis and a bunch of draft picks. That's a great offer from the Raptors. I would kind of take that before the Lakers, to be honest. You know, they, the only Laker that can maybe be a star is Brandon Ingram. I don't want to listen any Lonzo Balkans to be a star. I don't care. He's not going to be a star. Or Kuzma. Or that center they have. Or Josh Hart. Josh Hart might be the second best player in that freaking offer. And, you know, that, for me, you get Pascal Siakam, OG Anadubi, and Fred Van Vliet, three young players who already play amazing playoff minutes. They're important for that team. And you get John Luis Valenciunas, who has been an all-star before, has two years in his contract, or can be even an, can be an asset for next year where teams, you know, trying to get into the playoffs, trying to get over the hump, would probably trade for it and get a bunch of draft picks. For some reason, if I think it's too good for New Orleans to really accept. I don't believe in that team to make. Like, if they make a trade like the Knicks just did today, it wouldn't surprise me. I'm not. I don't have huge expectations from that team to be honest. It's funny though I, that they're not willing to trade to the Lakers right now. Um, I'm wondering, you know, what their mentality is if it's Celtics or Celtics first. 
I don't I don't know what they're looking forward to, but if they get that trade from the Raptors and AD, how would Anthony Davis leave a team great market? Toronto's a great market with Kawhi and Kyle Lowry. I believe Kawhi's gonna stay there. And if you give him AD, why would those players leave? You have Kawhi and Anthony Davis and Kyle Lowry in the East. They would dominate the East for the next eight to nine years. They would be the first seed for eight to nine years. Kyle Lowry only has two more years in his contract. He's great right now. And after those two years, you can probably get rid of him and sign an other all-star that's probably younger. Like, I don't understand. Like, that would be... I don't know how Anthony Davis would leave that team. I think now if the Raptors are are honestly willing to make that offer, the only competition is the Celtics because they have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown has been having a terrible year, but it's still an amazing asset. Still a great player. For me, though, the only concern is that it seems like Jalen Brown can't play in the shadow of Jason Tatum. So I don't know. Like I just think together they don't work. Jason Tatum is an all-star. I think he's going to be an all-star one day. He's going to... He's a, he's he's a good player already. He's, he can be an amazing player. He can be a number two, number one guy in your team one day. So, and like I said, they have the most and probably the best draft picks any draft picks any team can offer. Because whatever the Lakers offer, you know the Lakers are gonna be a playoff team for the next four or five years if they get Anthony Davis. The the picks are gonna be in the late twenties, so they're not great. The Celtics, same thing. The only thing is Celtics have really good draft picks for the future that are not theirs. And the Raptors, you know, I don't know. Now, I had Philly. If for some reason Philly is willing to trade Ben Simmons, I was like, but I doubt they're going to do that. I'm not even going to go there. And I had the Spurs. I was like, you know, I can only hope. I doubt it will happen. I don't think the Spurs were willing to pull the trigger. Like, Part of me is kind of like, you know, you, you I don't know how long you have from Pop. This might be the Pops last year. Next year might be Pops last year. But at least give him a reason to stay and give him like a last chance to win one more ring. You know, give him six, man. Five is just so, like, I don't know. Kobe has five. LeBron's going to have five. Magic has five. I think Larry Bird has four or five. Like, six is kind of like stands out for me. And I don't know, you got Lonnie Walker, great asset. DeJounte Murray, all-defensive team his rookie year. Derek White, Brian Forbes, young players that are actually going to have important playoff minutes. And Bertans, who has the second biggest, second best three-point field goal percentage in the league, another asset that can come off the bench. And LaMarcus Aldridge? I would trade all of those. You get an all-star for another two years. You get two really potential all-star assets. Three players that can be in your team and be an actual, like, can be beneficial for your team. Someone that teams would love to have in their bench. All the draft picks you want. And I would get, and I would just take Anthony Davis, of course. And I'll take each one more out of your contract, too. Because at the end of the day, the New Orleans Pelicans should want to tank from now on. They should want to tank. There's no point of tanking at this point. Of not tanking, excuse me. There's no point of not tanking. You need to trade AD, Drew Holiday, Julius Randle, and Miritic. Like, those are all assets you have right now to get some draft picks in return. Because the moment Anthony Davis leaves, and he's going to leave, and you're going to trade him, your team is not going to make the playoffs again until you get a talent like Anthony Davis. You know, Drew Holiday said that 90% of the reason he signed with New Orleans was 
to play with Anthony Davis. They also gave him like a huge contract. Like, come on, dude, you also took it for the money. But it makes sense. Like, why would he want to be in a team that's going to tank? Julius Randle, like, he might want to stay, but he, he only has, like, he has a player option. Like, I don't think he would want to stay more than two years. And Miritek is probably going to leave this year, especially, like, seeing where the team is going. Like, those are players you need to trade. You need to go full tank mode. So, you know, I'll take each one more, which is another $10, millions out of your, $10 million out of your, like, that you can use in salary for I don't know who. But, you know, God, it's just crazy that we're seeing two teams who had huge assets, like huge. Anthony Davis has Hall of Fame potential. Like, he is really close of being on that level that we're going to be like, yeah, that guy's a guaranteed Hall of Fame. Right now, he's not a guaranteed Hall of Famer. His career, he's been like an all-star like twice, has had injuries, has made the playoffs once and got swept by Golden State. Like, he doesn't have the resume, no MVPs, no defensive player of the year. But he has the skills. That team is making a playoff run. That team made the playoffs with just Anthony Davis. Just Anthony Davis alone in the West. The hardest conference we've seen in the last 60 years. That West Conference is so hard to come out from. And with Anthony Davis, you're able to actually have a chance to just, like, run for the championship. So we have that. And the Knicks, like I said, Porzingis has been the best player you've drafted in 14 years. You haven't drafted a better player in 14 years. 14 years ago, Shaq was the Heat, was the Heat, with the Heat. Like, literally, like, Dwayne Wade was, like, two years in the league. Hadn't even made the finals yet. You know what I mean? Like, the Spurs had just won their fourth ring. Detroit Pistons had just done a run. Like... God, 14 years, man, and you traded that dude for a player that no one wanted and for two players that you're not going to have. I don't know what you're doing. New Orleans, Knicks. I don't, you know, I was listening. It doesn't matter if you're a big market. Chicago, New York, L.A. for like six years. L.A., the Lakers couldn't get anyone to sign there for a while. Like, honestly, they they had a terrible record for five years straight, couldn't sign anyone. Everybody made fun of their meeting with LaMarcus Aldridge when he was a free agent. Blake Griffin didn't even want to have an interview. Like, they had to beg LaMarcus Aldridge for, to, for them to just have, like, a meeting with him. That team was in a bad place. So, like, it doesn't matter if you're in a big or small market. If you just have a terrible organization, your team is just going to be bad. And bad is saying it nice. There's no future for those two teams right now. There really is not. There's talk about... God, excuse me. I really am not going to want to edit any of this because it's just like I had to drop this today. So I'm apologizing right now for all my heavy breathing because I have terrible allergies right now. And I'm a mouth breather anyways. And for like a couple of burps that I did, I'm honestly not going to edit this. It's just this is I needed to, to do a podcast. It's, but these teams have no future. There's talk about the New Orleans Pelicans being moved from New Orleans to Seattle possible already. And. You know, Knicks fans, if you're happy for your team, you're delusional. You're the reason why they're, you're another reason why they're dysfunctional. And, you know, I'm not even going to say good luck, man, because you're ruining careers. You really are. Like, if you get signed Williamson, you're just going to waste six, seven years of his NBA career. Just such a shame. You guys are terrible. Terrible. I don't know how you're happy with your team. If you're defending this move, I don't know how you're defending it, like, be mad. Held them accountable. Wake up. I don't know what else to say. 
If you're listening still, thank you for listening to this podcast. I'm not going to edit it. Sorry. You know, you hear a lot of the breathing or some of my burps or some of my pauses. Thank you for listening. If you don't follow us on Facebook yet, please follow us on Facebook and on SoundCloud. Please give my other podcast, The Random Thoughts, chance. I bet you if you listen to it, you would really like it. And I'm sorry I went to a rant. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Peace.